Welcome, and thanks for checking out this episode, Time to Write Your Book. In this episode, I talked to Christina Dreve, who believes everyone has a book within them. I met Christina at a meetup event for folks looking to develop their writing skills. She has already written seven books, and in this episode, she shares tips on how we can all get started in writing ours. As always, before we jump into the interview, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Anchor, so please stick around. And enjoy the show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited about my guest today. I met this beautiful young woman at a meetup group. And for those who don't know about Meetup, it's a great group where you can connect with like-minded people. She was one who um, was helping people get their uh, book started. And so I connected with this woman because I thought I had a book in me, and I don't know if it's ready, but we'll see how we can figure out how we can get our book started. And I want to welcome Ms. Christina Dreve, who will teach us how to get our book started and know when we have a book ready for us. So welcome, Ms. Christina. Thank you. Great to be here. It's an honor. I'm so glad to be invited. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. How are you managing everything with this COVID-19? Well, it's really hard with things being totally upside down, you know, and no real clear idea of what the new normal is going to be. So we're all just trying to coast through it as best we can and keep praying. <laughs> right, right. Like I said, I told, uh, I was letting the listeners know, we met at a meetup group, and um, you were teaching us basically how to um, get our writing started. So can you like elaborate, like how did this passion of, of teaching people how to write really come into to fruition for you? Oh, that's a great question. Our origin story, right? The hero's journey. How did it yeah. all begin? So I was actually working with seniors at a hearing aid agency and meeting with clients over and over again on a regular three-month basis. I got to know these folks really well, and they all had amazing stories of life and things they've done, places they've gone, and accomplishments and losses. And I was always like, oh, you should write a book. And they're like, what? My own kids aren't even interested in these stories. How could you be? So I set out to start writing questions so that people would have a place to start. And that ended up being my first book. It's Legacy Questions so that you could just use it as a reference tool. And it's got like 800 plus questions in it, sectioned off by phases of life. And just use that to record personal memories or turn it into a long narrative. So anyway, that's how I got started was meeting older people who had amazing stories um, and no real idea about how to put it together. Right, right. Well, I know you're, you're an accomplished writer because I read that you, re you have seven books, correct? Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. So when you started writing out, um, I, was the passion really to write about your stories or did you always know that you wanted to help other people? Like, how did that come about? 
all of my books so far have been to help other people. They've been about journaling, about how to write books, about uh, the process of feeling your emotions and understanding what those mean for you. I, my background was actually a social worker. And so I've always enjoyed talking with people and listening to stories and trying to help people process and make sense of things in their lives because life is complicated even without disasters and isolation and you know sheltering in place so to be able to give people a tool that they could use on their own and give them the support and encouragement that they needed to really believe in themselves enough to write is what i love to do right right and i was reading that um uh, i didn't know about the your background with the, the social worker which i can understand where there's a lot of the um testimonies that i read it's like you have a lot of empathy uh, compassion so I, I was reading that you're a strategic thinker. So what is a strategic thinker? <laughs> yeah, that's a tricky one, right? It actually came out of one of my personality profiles that I took. And I was like, this is good material for a bio because I can help people kind of see the big picture and pull out parts of their story that not only will help the reader understand how they progressed and how they made personal decisions, but also help them do a little healing through the process of writing their book. And I think that people's personal stories can have both functions. When you write a book, you're, you're kind of revisiting things and it takes some emotional energy to revisit parts of your past without letting them traumatize you again. So keeping that safe distance and saying like, I'm okay here and now. I'm just remembering something from the past, which is pretty much all subjective. So being able to understand perspective and how to pull parts of your story to use, what to leave out, that's a really important feature for writers to feel comfortable enough to share their stories because they don't want to make themselves look terrible. They don't want to drag family members through the mud or bring up things that are just too, too traumatic. So that's a really important part of deciding what parts are going to be included in a book and what just gets left out. Right, right. So uh, when you, I was seeing you extract the core messaging from the book, and I know when we talk, you take a lot of notes. So, I mean, has this always been like a writing, uh, like uh, a childhood thing that you've always grown? I mean, how, how did you develop the, the writing tools, you know, to become a writer, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I've always been a reader. I think mom says I learned to read when I was four or five. So just getting into stories and then, you know, school poetry assignments, I loved. I still have some of my poems from when I was a kid. Um, in seventh grade, my English teacher assigned us journal keeping. We actually had to turn it in, which I think is a horrible idea for teenagers. <laughs> but nonetheless, it started me on the lifelong practice of keeping journals. So it's just a matter of spending time doing the thing, right? Whether it's painting, mm -hmm. writing, poetry, hiking. To get good at hiking, you have to do the thing. So um, just teachers have been a great encouragement to me over the years and just practicing and doing it more and more and more. Oh, that's, that's great. I was reading like, uh, well, I've learned, or I've heard, I should say, I've heard that the best thing you can do for writing is just like spend time journaling, whatever. So what, what's one of the tips you say for those who want to start maybe recording and journaling and stuff like that? 
That is the best question of all, because sometimes I don't even know what I'm thinking until I write it in my journal. So because most of us went to high school and had to turn in theme papers, thesis papers, term papers, we all have this idea we have to start with a topic sentence and then the rest of our writing must support the opening theme sentence, right? Right, right. So that holds us up, not to mention the fact that most of us, well, maybe I'll just speak for myself, procrastination, right? Like I wouldn't start my paper until the day before or maybe two days before if I was really feeling like excited about my term paper. So then we build in this whole like pressure on ourselves. I've got to get this paper done. It's due in two days. It's got to be perfect the first time. And none of that really serves us now as adults who aren't writing term papers because journaling is a completely different thing. It's the ability to uncensor yourself and let whatever floats by come out of your arm through your pen and onto the paper without censoring yourself. That's the real benefit of journaling is just to see what you're really thinking and feeling on the inside and know that nobody else is going to read it. This is really just for you. Right. So you can actually start journaling without having actually an attempt to write a book, right? I mean, do, do you like think that, oh, I'm going to write a book puts more pressure on people. So how do you like eliminate that pressure? Yes, you're definitely right. Writing a book is a huge pressure because it's a lot of people's lifelong dreams. They've thought about writing books for years. They heard in school how it takes years to write a book. So it just seems like this huge insurmountable goal. Journaling, however, if you let it be, can be fun. Um, the idea of free writing, and that's a concept from Peter Elbow. He wrote this book called uh, writers without teachers. And his idea was that you have to get something on the page in the first place. So you have to turn off that inner critic, censor, the teacher's voice, and just let yourself, give yourself full permission to write a first draft, to write a rough draft, to write whatever pops into your head. Because you can't go back and edit if there's nothing on the page in the first place. Right, right. So how does, I'm, uh, we talk about journaling, but how can you like, um, can, is blogging sort of like the same thing, putting it online, is that the same thing or, or like, you know, how can you use those kind of um, strategic writing tools, I guess, to turn it into wherever you want to go? I mean, you, you know, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> it's yeah. kind of explain. Mm -hmm. Blogging is a great tool for building businesses and building readership and building a body of work and creating audiences and email lists. Journaling is like the pre-step, but journaling is also something you can continue to do alongside of blogging and book writing and everything else. So blogging to me still has like a theme idea and then the rest of my article supports what the idea or the headline of the blog is. Journaling can, can be, you know, describing a smell. It can be describing a color. It could be uh, recalling something from the past and kicking it up a notch and maybe adding in some facts that didn't really happen, but you're exercising your creative muscle. And mm -hmm. when you're writing, whether it's a blog or a book or in your journal, we've got to have those sensory details included in the writing in order to make it interesting. Because if it's just a list of, I went to the store, I forgot to buy all spice, <laughs> and now my pie's going to suck. I mean, 
that's not fun to read and it's not fun to write either. But right. using sensory details and describing things and emotions and asking questions and posing questions in writing is a lot more fun to write and a lot more fun to read. Right. So when you talk about asking questions, you could actually like, um, like, I guess you could say, how do you start like a, a practice of asking questions? Like, how do you get out of that, that uh, mental mindset that I can't do this? Mm -hmm. I have done a lot of personal development and I read a lot of personal development books. So asking questions is always a really good way to get inside of here and figure out what is going on in here and what do I believe and is it really true? So one of the prompts I like to use, um, there's a couple ways to go about it. You could say, um, my story is, and then you just describe yourself in one sentence. And then the next sentence is, the truth is, and then you either counteract that little story that you have about yourself, or you go further into detail about who the true you really is. Right. Well, how important is it to, I mean, I know you do consulting on the side. So how, how important is it to like connect with other writers and stuff like that to, to help you build your, your, um, writing uh, muscle, I guess you could say, your writing muscle. Oh, Tanya, that is so important because writing is such a solitary practice, right? Like I'm in a room with the door closed, I'm by myself, it's quiet, I don't listen to music, I need to be totally focused on what I'm doing. So community for writers is absolutely important. There are all kinds of Facebook groups you can join, but having somebody to talk to one-on-one -on -one is really wonderful as well because you've got to build your confidence. You've got to get over that. I'm writing an essay idea uh, or my first book is going to be the next great American novel. We have to get over that and just give ourselves full permission to experiment with our writing. Maybe we have a great idea for a romance book, but it turns out we are better off writing a nonfiction book, but we don't know that until we give ourselves time to practice. But without the support of other people, kind of cheering you on without reading your work. I'm not saying, hey, take a peek at this. Tell me what you think. Please don't do that, especially at the beginning, because you're not going to be encouraged most likely because your friends and family, they're well-meaning. They want to keep you safe and protected. And if they read something, they're worried about you. They're going to say, oh, you know, I really think that this, you shouldn't publish this, or here's a suggestion how you can fix this. That is not helpful when you're just encouraging yourself to write freely. Uh, that was the next question. It's like, how do you, how do you get past people who don't see um, some like your, like your creative writing and, 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 and turn that, that negativity off? That, that was my next question. Yeah, it's really important to think of your writing almost as either a nest with eggs in it or, you know, a newborn. If you've ever been a parent or you have ever had a niece or a nephew, you know that those precious little babies require a lot of care and a lot of sheltering. And it's helpful to think of your writing practice as this very tender, delicate, 
new life and you've got to be able to protect it from the germs and protect it from pollution and other people's outside ideas in order for you to build enough confidence so that your writing can become a thing of its own where you're not worried about what other people think because let's be honest there's always going to be somebody better than you there's always going to be somebody worse than you as a writer and you're always going to have critics so you've got to be able to have this really strong core confidence in your own writing ability, the best way to do that is just to protect your work and not share that with people until you've come to the point in your writing where you're like, I got this. <laughs> Miss Christina, do you think everyone has a book within them? I think yes. Everybody has a story. Um, a lot of the people that I talk to are like, well, you know, it's, it's happened to other people too. I'm not famous. Who wants to read my book? What's special about the way that I've lived my life? But the truth is, if we're going to use that question, is that no one has lived a life like you. Even if you had a twin, um, Tanya and Tony, I don't know, you had the same parents, you ate the same food for dinner, breakfast and lunch. You went to the same school and had the same teachers you're still going to have individual preferences and the way you see the world is going to be different. You're going to feel differently about things and you're also going to take away different lessons and insights from life than your twin might. So it is very interesting to see how people take their life's obstacles, lessons, good times, hard times, and how they deal with that and how they work through it, how they figure out who they are in life. And so, yes, I really believe that everybody has a story. Okay. Well, in the last few minutes, I want a question is my really good. What's your big goal for yourself for this year? Oh, I have three books that are still unfinished. <laughs> so I would like to get all three of those finished. Two of them just need to have editing finished. And the third is a um, log book. So I just need to get that done. So I would like to get those three books done. And if I really were working hard at it, I would do one in May, one in June, one in July, and just keep writing a book a month. I've got a list of over a hundred book ideas. So, you know, what's wrong? Why can't I do this too, right? That's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the one thing you want to leave the audience with? That you can write. Just the idea that you are a writer is so scary to people because when they think of writers, they think of the next great American novelist or they think of somebody who has to live in a cabin in the woods in order to write for eight hours a day. But the truth is, if you can write for 20 to 30 minutes a day, you can be a writer too. And it's just a matter of accepting a label for yourself or using that term writer for yourself. It's totally okay to call yourself a writer, even if you haven't published anything. And that's the first step to really great confidence. Wow, that's a lot of great information that you share with us. So for those who are looking for more information about what you do in your services, how can they find you? My website is getyourbookstarted.com and you can find information, contact information. You can even set up an appointment there on my website. Thank you, Miss Christine. And I want to thank everybody who tuned in to watch us. And I, like I said, I love the insight that Miss Christina is sharing. And I definitely would say get with her if you want to put your book out there. She is, like I said, seven books in there. That's amazing right there. 
So thank you, Ms. Christina, for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was a ton of fun talking about writing. I love it. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I want to always remind you that feedback is welcome. Email us if you have any show ideas or guests that you can see. Links will always be provided in the comments. Please share us with your friends. And remember, take things in stride. Go with the flow and create your own path. And again, thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye.